You are now listening to the El Paso Hispanic Chamber of Commerce's podcast known as Sharing Sweat Equity in our studio sponsored by Sun Carpets. Our mission is to keep you informed of what's happening in our local business community. We hope you enjoy and remember, EPHCC, it's your business key. Hello there, listeners, to Sharing Sweat Equity, your El Paso Hispanic Chamber of Commerce Communication, Education, and Information podcast. I am so excited this morning to have the gentleman who brings industry into our community, Mr. John Varela, who is the CEO of the Borderplex Alliance, and we have got a lot to talk about in 30 minutes. Welcome, John. Well, Cindy, thank you, and thank you and the Hispanic Chamber here in El Paso for all the amazing things that you and your team and your members do. You all are fantastic allies of the Borderplex Alliance and helping create jobs, hope, opportunity for our residents of Borderplex. So thank you again, Cindy, for the long time friendship and leadership here in this community. Well, you're it's an welcome. honor to be here with you. And we're happy to do it together as we both try in our way to build a new El Paso, correct? Absolutely. So tell me a little bit to our listeners. You know, I was asking some of my young team. I said, do you all know what the Borderplex Alliance is? And, of course, I had this look on their face like, I don't think so. So for our listeners who may not know the amazing things the Borderplex Alliance does, what's its primary role and your role in that, in, in that position? Well, we're a unique organization in that we are the only privately funded organization that does economic development, industrial recruitment, and and regional policy advocacy for our borderplex area. So our two missions, obviously, to create jobs. Uh, we certainly are very proud of the wins that we had last year, including Schneider Electric and then uh, That's TJ's a very project. big deal, is it not? Absolutely. Because I'm understanding that they picked El Paso for a lot of different good reasons. Absolutely. So we do the industrial recruitment, expansion, relocation, opportunities from around the country, around the world. Of course, the other half is doing the pan-regional uh, policy advocacy work. So think of trade, think of immigration, uh, think of uh, the USMCA, NAFTA 2.0. Those are the things that we are involved with. And uh, we rarely take government money, so uh, we're an independent voice for our business community. And Again, we work with you very, very closely on the... Which we're uh, excited about always. On the issues that are uh, very, very unique to El Paso and El Paso County. So tell me a little bit about um, what does a business that wants to come, that you all want to come to El Paso, what are the two or top two or three things that they look at when they're thinking about coming into a community? That's a great question. We live in a hyper-competitive world when it comes to recruiting businesses here to our region. The bottom line is that we have to prove that we have a trained or trainable workforce lately. That is the most important issue. That's been at the top of mind for everybody, I That's guess. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. So we have to be well prepared when a company comes to town to show them that we do have a trained or trainable workforce. We have a good story to tell on that. Of course, there's the bottom line, and that is, will a company prosper here when it comes to the regulatory environment, the tax environment? and uh, are the utility costs competitive? And these large industrial clients, the amount of electricity they use uh, is enormous, and that is something that the companies are very, very much looking at when they are uh, examining various areas for these expansion relocation opportunities. So quality of life certainly ranks up there as well. So what happens in, in an industry 
when certain rules and regulations could prohibit them from coming here, like the climate charter or not. I, you know, I'm just kind of trying to educate our audience about things that come down the pipeline that could be a deterrent. Would that be something that would be a deterrent? Well, uncertainty is always a barrier to getting these businesses to come and uh, set up shop in these various areas, including ours. So once uncertainty is created, they will look to another area uh, which to invest. Unfortunately, this uh, climate charter amendment uh, creates uncertainty, and that worries me a bit. The issues that we have to deal with are uh, manifold, of course, and, the, and uh, this, uh, this climate charter amendment, while aspirational, I think we all share its overall goals and objectives, is just not workable in the short term. And, uh, certainly will put a, an onus and a burden not only on small businesses but uh, the lower and, and middle income individuals of our region. So let's not even talk about uh, these businesses. Uh, that's certainly important, but you and I are very concerned about the residents of our area making sure that they have jobs, a great salary, a great wage. And access to infrastructure as needed. Absolutely. And uh, you know, this this is a, should be a warning to uh, average voter here in El Paso. El Paso has uh, some concerns. I would think residents would have very big concerns over the passage of this, uh, this amendment. Well, that's why we wanted to do these podcasts, because we think we can better communicate and educate and inform people about what's incoming on the May 6th ballot, and what does that impact when these things happen. I think we would all agree that we want to have a cleaner world. We recognize that, but I think there is a thoughtful process by which to do that as opposed to being so immediate because you have a lot of moving parts that are affected you have people you have process you have delivery you have supply chain and you have industry recruitment and one of the things that builds communities are new businesses in town like you brought tj maxx and amazon and i'm sure that when you sat at the table to talk with them you had these conversations about what's in your cleaning of america charter that's absolutely right Uh, all the businesses that we've recruited also share these aspirational goals. They're all committed to a cleaner, greener society and economy, no doubt. However, the key thing is that uh, these businesses are not only looking for energy costs that are competitive, they are also looking at reliable and reliable energy sources that they're able to provide uh, their uh, workplace. And they consume so much, especially the bigger industries. I know I saw the TJ Maxx location the other day, and I had not been out there. It is absolutely massive. Of course, the first thing in my mind was water, light, and gas that they must be using to fuel their, their business. That's absolutely right. And we do have a good story to tell already with El Paso Electric, our area's electric provider. Correct. Uh, they are, uh, by all measures, one of the greenest uh, electric utilities in the country. And that's a great story that we tell. That is a wonderful, wonderful message. And the companies that, again, are looking at this expansion or relocation opportunities truly take that to heart and truly uh, understand the importance of that. Uh, they have shareholders and they have customers that they need to. Just like our uh, business listeners absolutely. today. Absolutely. So they're, they're, they're certainly on board with these goals. And uh, again, El Paso Electric does a fantastic job in uh, making sure that people know they are, in fact, one of the greenest electric utilities in the nation. They keep our lights on, and they do make sure that their um, 
customer services as best they can. I know that I would not want to be a lineman or line woman on a pole with the wind blowing as That's bad right. as it was the other day, yes, trying to yes. put the, trying to connect the wires. But yeah. they certainly do a great job. And their reliability records off the charts. Correct. Right? So we've never had any complaints from any of our businesses, any of our clients uh, about uh, reliability, and that's a, that's an important factor. From an industry recruitment perspective, what what keeps you up at night? What's a pain point for you and, and your team as you're looking at the competition is horrific all across the country to try to get these companies to come into our market? What what are maybe the top two things that give you angst? To make sure that our region stays competitive and the changing sands of politics very often some uncertainty can be created. That's something that we always keep in mind. Companies do extensive research into the business friendliness barometer, as it were, of various communities. I'm happy to say that El Paso does very, very well, uh, but we cannot rest on our laurels. We cannot assume that the business climate here will always be favorable for these expansions and and it's important that we always, in the business community, keep our eye on the ball about who is elected, what they're voting for, and making sure that there's always the balance between providing a nice quality of life and, and making sure that we are growing our economy so that our young people can stay here if they so choose, and uh, that we're creating a, a, a climate for wage growth and for prosperity for everyone. And I'm just excited because, as you know, Cindy, we are the fifth largest manufacturing hub in North America. It's very likely we'll surpass. I think you said that the other day at an event we were at. Absolutely. And we have great momentum here in El Paso. Anyone who grew up here or in the region uh, knows that they've seen some amazing uh, growth, uh, some amazing job opportunities. But we need to keep that momentum going. And as we enter into a new cycle of business opportunities, we are going to be very, very aggressive in telling our story here in the Borderplex region why companies should be here. And we just don't need hiccups. Uh, we don't need little barriers along the road like this charter amendment to create a, a great deal of uncertainty and really create question marks for some uh, about whether they should invest here or not. And it's not just companies within the United States that you're trying to recruit, correct? Because we are such a global no. Borderplex, you're looking at companies outside. Well, that's absolutely right. Uh, People hear me talk about a confluence of crises that are currently occurring throughout the world. And certainly in a post-pandemic world, we have to realize that supply chains are going to be condensed. They taught us a lot, the pandemic with supply chain from all levels, did it not? Absolutely. And I travel the country uh, talking about why our region will be taking advantage of this supply chain condensation, as it were. Condensing. That's a good uh, word. <laughs> I call it hemispheric globalization. We'll always have globalization. We're never right. going to step back fully from that. But we will see hemispheric globalization. Uh, it has a number of synonyms, reshoring, nearshoring, ally shoring. Uh, we just had the former prime minister from the UK last week at our border summit and talking about And kudos to you and your team. That was really great. Thank you. Thank you. But he was mentioning how our region is perfectly positioned for these uh, new opportunities that are emerging with these global crises, again, post-pandemic, uh, China, Taiwan, the Ukrainian crisis. Uh, I, I did I, notice he said that, and he was very absolute about it. It was not just fluff for him. He was very direct about the fact that we are so well located to do those kinds of activities, and 
we need to stay focused on that. Well, you know, you have, uh, you can hear a theme here from me here today. I'm going to use the word certainty again. And the countries uh, or companies that are in countries, uh, in Europe, for example, are looking for a safe haven. Uh, companies that are currently manufacturing consumer electronics and semiconductors, for example, in Taiwan, are going to be looking for a safe haven. And the USMCA and other trade agreements make our region a perfect place from which to create this safe haven. Uh, we hope to get uh, billions of dollars worth of investment in our region. So it's a perfect opportunity. We are on the cusp of some great, great projects coming to our region in a variety of sectors. And Cindy, we just can't mess it up right we have to stay focused. That's right. We have to make sure that we continue in that business-friendly environment and that we are also considerate of what we're trying to accomplish. And you can't just do it overnight when you're trying to create new cleaning opportunities. Uh, where I think we've talked about the fact that we would all engage in that, it is not an overnight process. It is something that's going to take a matter of time. And yes, you can do that, but not from one day to the next. Otherwise, I think you would see a fallout of a lot of different things from what you're doing, from what we're doing, but from basic business itself. Small mom and pops are going to get very challenged if this were to go through, uh, from what I'm understanding and all that we've read. Um, and so we've got to try to better educate, communicate, and inform our constituencies about the impact of this. Yes. Well, there have been studies that have shown that if this were to pass, it would cost the El Paso economy hundreds of millions of dollars, it would uh, create uh, and cut, excuse me, would cut uh, tens of thousands of jobs. And uh, I'm sure in the near future, through your leadership and others, we'll be able to put that into a personal, personal context. I know that if this were to pass, just from the sheer cost of municipalizing this utility, El Paso Electric, it would cost El Paso taxpayers thousands of dollars more in property taxes to try to acquire a multi-billion dollar business. Um, I'm understanding $3.7 billion. Maybe more. Okay. And imagine that uh, being foisted upon the backs of El Paso taxpayers. Where they're already taxed enough as it is, plus they're still trying Precisely. to come out of pandemic and they're still doing talent development recruitment and they're still having inflation and tax and rules and regulations. It's just not something that anyone really needs to, to have on their back today as we're trying to grow our community. Additionally, Cindy, I believe this will probably put electric bills in an area, and I don't want to be yeah, uh, hyper, hyperbolic about this, right. but it really, really concerns me that uh, lower income El Pasoans will have to pay perhaps hundreds of dollars more a month for their electric utilities. And that's just not something we need to place upon our, our residents here. And you know, let's not, not even begin to talk about liability. That's right. another story. Right. But, uh, and I know, you know that all that you're doing at the borderplex is to create these industries to come into our market to better be able to soften and maybe cushion some of those hardships at some of the lower income families because you'll have these bigger paying jobs, Correct. more opportunity. Um, and I guess where I'm trying to get our edu educated here myself is when you do industry recruitment, it's not just the big business coming in. There's a trickle-down effect to Joe Schmo on the street. And you're a perfect example, you and your organization here at the Hispanic Chamber, because when we do bring in our 
large businesses, they're always looking to create contractual opportunities in nice small businesses, exactly, uh, particularly minority women, veteran-owned businesses, the perfect constituency that you represent. And as you know, we've introduced you, right. your, your organization, your members, to these opportunities. So you're right, there's a, there's a trickle-down effect, there's a ripple effect that uh, benefits uh, many, many people. Uh, when we get these large, uh, large uh, businesses to move to to our area, so the challenge for you going forward would be what? Keep a, just be smart about what we're doing. Be educated about what we're doing. Yes, thank you for what you're doing. The Hispanic Chamber is taking an excellent lead on educating and informing. Trying to, as you say, because we're still learning as we go too. And it goes beyond just your members. You're doing a fantastic job. Of making sure that uh, the residents and the citizens of El Paso are well informed and, uh, and I thank you for that leadership. Well thank you John this has been a great conversation we could go more I have lots of other questions but I know we have a short time frame we are trying to do our fair share as the El Paso Hispanic Chamber to bring to you leaders in our community that would be impacted uh, on this climate charter please get informed please get educated know enough about what's going on with the climate charter before you go to the polls on May 6th. We will be posting all of this on our website as well as translating into Spanish so that everyone will have an opportunity to really understand what fossil fuels are, what carbon footprint is, what green, green you know, clean renewable energy, right John? Yes. Uh, water conservation, petroleum, I mean all the words that I think people think they know but we don't, we don't know enough about all of it to be able to be educated enough to vote in the polls just yet. So our job is to try to better communicate to that our business community, and I thank you very much for, for doing that. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we sign off? No, just once again, uh, appreciate what uh, our partnership means. Uh, I uh, very much appreciate it in your leadership, your staff, and your members. It's a great partnership, and uh, I look forward to a successful year ahead, and uh, let's keep working together. You bet. Anybody wants any more information about their communication, education, information series, or temperature check on the climate charter, please call our office at 915-566-4066. All of this will be posted on our website in a few days at www.ephcc.org. And this is Cindy Ramos-Davidson, El Paso Hispanic Chamber, signing off with Sharing Sweat Equity. EPHCC, your business key. EPHCC, your business key. EPHCC, your business key. Call your El Paso Hispanic Chamber of Commerce today.